have we got a goodie in store for you. I have put together a brand new free guide just for members of the Brand Mary community. Inside of this in-depth ebook, I am sharing 15 lessons to propel your online business. These are things that I have learned throughout my journey, and it is literally the ultimate guide of shit I wish someone would have told me. I've piled it all together into an easy to read, consume, and circle back to ebook that you can now get your hands on for free. Now, I've got to tell you, this is a limited time freebie. This is not going to be available for very long. So you want to make sure that you head to brandmary.com slash lessons and download your free ebook. It's brandmary.com slash lessons. And let's get into today's episode. At Brand Mary, we believe in the power of storytelling. So we're on a mission to help entrepreneurs own and monetize their story through personal branding and advanced marketing strategies. Build a brand, market with ease, create more income and impact. Welcome to the Brand Mary Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Brand Mary Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, it's an honor that you are taking time out of your schedule to listen to this information that I'm sharing while sitting on the floor in a closet as of this moment, also drinking a hard kombucha. Side note, if you've never tried hard kombucha before, I highly recommend. If you're a kombucha fan and you also like to consume a beverage from time to time with alcoholic content, the shiz is amazing. I discovered it when we were on the West Coast. No, this is not what the podcast episode is about, but hear me out. I discovered this when we were on the West Coast, became obsessed with it. When we came back to St. Louis during the pandemic, I couldn't find it. They didn't have it in the Midwest. Eventually, they set it up with my favorite brand, Juneshine. Again, totally not, although if they want to sponsor me, I am all about that life. They don't. I just am a loyal brand. More on that in a minute. And I fell in love with their brand, Juneshine. They ship it to my house. It's absolutely amazing. Okay, so that's what I've got going on here. I hope that you're enjoying your moment as well as you tune in. Maybe you've got the earbuds in while you're cleaning the house. Maybe you're also sitting on the patio drinking some wine. Maybe you are got a pen and paper notebook and working on your biz. Maybe you're at your nine to five, sneak it in some quality business building time, whatever it is. Thank you so much for being here. So it's kind of funny, I had zero intention when I started recording this to talk to you about what I was drinking or the brand or any of that. But, you know, it's such a beautiful segue into what we're talking about today, which is your voice. We're specifically talking about your voice and personal branding, but let's just carry on (laughs) with this tangent around this company, Juneshine, that I love. I do love them because of the taste, absolutely. But do you know why I'm a loyal fan? It's because of their branding. It's because of their marketing. It's because of how they make me feel as a consumer. It's how I can relate to them and their ideal customer. Like I see myself as their ideal customer through their marketing efforts, through their branding. Their customer service is spectacular. And they are a very small they were a very small um, business in San Diego and have taken off over the past you know, year. And it always comes down to your brand. 
all the the growth that we see, the loyalty, the the brand affinity, as as I've shared multiple times on my podcast, it all comes down to the work that you do on a branding level. Now, I hope by now that you have watched my free training called Build a Better Brand Method. I hope you have watched that. If you have, you are familiar with that method. In fact, I shared that method with you on the podcast. So if you want to go back and listen to episode 10, The Better Brand Method, you'll actually learn about my six-part method. Well, one of those pieces, one of the parts is all about your authentic voice. And so today I want to dive into, you know, why is this so important? And how do you find that? Like, what are some of the key things that I teach my clients in finding their authentic voice? Now, I will say that finding your voice, refining your voice voice is a process. It's kind of like what we talked about um, a few episodes about ago around visibility and showing up with confidence and how it is through the act of getting visible that you actually increase your confidence. It is through the act of showing up and sharing your voice that you refine your voice. You will learn what feels good and what doesn't feel good as you show up and get visible. But where do you start? How do you know? How do you, you know, create a voice from the beginning that feels very much like you and who you are and how you want to show up and isn't heavily influenced by others in your industry or mentors? This is something that I really had to catch myself with when I first started my business is I would really start to kind of pick up what my mentors were kind of focusing on and or how kind of sounding. And I was like, oh, we got to pump the brakes on that one. This is a no-go when it comes to authentic marketing. You know, when we talk about authenticity and especially your authentic voice, this is the relatability piece. This is how you're showing up. This is how you're positioning your content. This is how you talk about your offer. It's, it's the little quirks and little things that you do uh, on your videos, on your podcast. Like one of the things that I do, and I don't know if you've noticed, maybe it drives you nuts. I don't know. Is I don't edit my podcast. My husband will, you know, add some intro, outro music, fancy it up a bit, but I'm not cutting things that I say or if I misspeak or anything like that. That was a choice that I made really early on because I want to show up as my true self without filters, without edits, without all of those different things. That's one of my elements of my authenticity. That's important to me. Yours might look a little bit different. You might be a very polished person. I would say that that word has never really been used to describe me. (laughs) And so you might be a really polished person. Maybe you come from a very professional background and that is in fact who you are. Not a front, not a mask, not a facade. That's who you are. So you, when you put your work out in the world, of course it makes sense to have nice edited piece. That's not who I am. And that's, I, I hope that that reminds you that like just because I show up this way doesn't mean you have to show up that way. It doesn't mean you should show up that way. You should be showing up in the way that is most authentic to you. So when you're first diving into this brand voice, from a personal brand's perspective, it is you, right? If we're creating a personal brand in which we're offering products or services based on maybe something that has happened in our life, based on our story, based on our experience. We are the center of the brand. So the voice is our own. 
even as I expand into more of a company here at Brand Mary, and it is a slow, slow growth, and I'm okay with it <laughs> because it still kind of terrifies me a little bit. I mean, I'm coming from, you know, full personal branding me. I am the center. This is my story, too. Well, there's a lot of us here. There are a lot of um, uh, members, coaches, consultants that we are adding into our program Brand Mary Academy to support clients at a high, high level. And as I'm, you know, moving into this transition, it's about taking those elements of the brand voice, me, and and what that impacts in terms of values and mission and messaging and all of those things, the, the pillars that have already been created for Brand Mary, and then how I move them over and, and we communicate them as a company, as a brand, as a whole. When you're just starting out, it's you, okay? So don't try and fancy it up. Don't try to make it all, you know... <laughs> complicated. It is you. It is your voice. As you move into more of a company, maybe you have uh, different tiers, you have different uh, coaches or consultants or uh, team members who are are communicating with your clients and offering that support uh, for you or in addition to you, then you're really thinking of the persona of the brand. Now, a lot of that will carry over from, you know, the personal brand that you originally created. We're seeing that now as well. But also doing it from a perspective that encompasses the company as a whole. So I just wanted to share that with you, that there is an evolution to that. But let's back it up. Come on, Michelle, pump the damn brakes. And let's talk about your voice specifically with personal branding. So there's two things, two kind of questions I want you to think about when we first dive into this. And I'm going to share with you a few uh, key points and things I want you to identify that are going to help you in actually creating your brand voice. So the first thing that I want you to ponder, if you will, is to, to identify the fears that you have around showing up as your most authentic self. Now, a couple of things might come up for you when I say that. One, who is my most authentic self, Michelle? I have no damn idea. This is why I'm a big fan of the story work that I teach in all of my programs because through the story work, I am giving you prompts and encouragement to uncover elements of your story that have impacted who you are and how you show up today and the work that you're doing. And it's through diving in and doing those pieces that you're able to start to determine who you are authentically, you. When I first started my business, I created an entire brand that was not me. It didn't look like me. It didn't sound like me. It wasn't me. And that's because I didn't know at the time what story work was. Story work and how I teach it is a framework that I created through my own discovery. And so when I was making that transition to figure out like, wait, I'm going to rebrand my whole website because I've identified that how I'm showing up isn't the true me. So I'm going to go through this entire rebranding process. But like, how do I determine who I am? And that's where the story work came into play. So if you're at that place where you're like, I really just don't know, then I would encourage you to check out some free resources resources on brandmary.com on the blog around storytelling as well as my YouTube channel. But at the next level, that is what I teach inside of You Branded. That is what I focus on inside of my intensives. So depending on where you're at in your business, your level of investment, your eagerness to figure this shit out, those are some options for you. So if you don't know, you know who you are, you've got to figure that out first. But let's just assume we've all done story work. And now it's about, okay, I know who I am. I I know how I want to show up or have a good idea of how I want to show up. 
But these are all the fears that are coming up around that. I'm terrified of being judged. I'm terrified of not looking professional. I am worried about, I mentioned polish before, right? Even though that's not who I am at my authentic core, I still had those fears when I was starting because I was looking at what everyone else was doing and I was like, well, they wear blazers and they have these perfect photos behind their live stream and there's no kid inside and all these other you know things that I had made up in my head. They're taking pictures and heels and dresses in front of the Eiffel Tower and I had to really face those fears and say, are you afraid that those things mean that you aren't going to be successful? Of course they don't. And we know that one of the best things that you can do is stand in your authenticity in order to stand out online. If I were to adapt or mold to what all those people were doing, I would look and sound like everybody else. Now, I know you don't listen to this podcast because you want to look and sound like everyone else. There's no way. You wouldn't be here. (laughs) And we know that that's a bad marketing move overall. So the first thing you want to do is identify the fears that you have around showing up as your most authentic self and then start to work through those fears and really rationalize those fears. Is this ultimately true? What is this telling me about myself? How can I use this as a damn momentum driver to showing up and sharing my voice? The second thing you want to do is attach a little bit of emotion to it. Now, I know I always say, keep the emotion out of marketing. Keep the emotion out of marketing. Make your marketing decisions based on data. But listen, branding is all about the emotion. (laughs) The whole concept of branding is emotional. And so what better way to really feel connected to yourself and how you are going to show up than thinking about how you showing up as your most authentic self would make you feel. How would you feel creating content as your most authentic self? How would you feel sharing your website when you knew that it was a true reflection of who you are? How would you feel going on video and not be worried about all the little things that you have made up in your head that have to be a certain way or sound a certain way? I can tell you from experience, it feels damn good. I used to, even though video was my main platform that I decided to focus on with visibility, this is something I talked about in episode 12, showing up with confidence, I still had a ton of fears around it. I still was worried that I would be judged. I would, you know, have my makeup done. I just did a live stream today, zero makeup on, literally don't give a fuck. I like was worried that I had of all these things. I had to be silent. I couldn't be interrupted. And while I don't recommend that kids are like running all around when you have like a live stream, it's like this is the reality of it all. It was the first live stream that I realized that there was so much power in me showing up as my true self. I'm going to share that story with you really quick. I was hosting one of my very first challenges. And for me, it was huge. I think I had like 50 people signed up. It was a big deal. And... It was right about, I had already left my nine to five and I was hosting this challenge. I was doing it in the middle of the day rather than in the evening. So back then it was just my son and I at home. That was it. And I had positioned it right around nap time. Well, you know, doesn't always work out that way. And my son would not fall asleep before the video. Would not fall asleep, couldn't get him to fall asleep. And I had scheduled it at a very specific time. So after like kind of pacing back and forth and being like, what am I going to do? Oh my gosh, freaking out a little bit. I ended up putting him in our baby carrier on my back. And I just started live streaming. And I remember just being, 
I stood up. It was the first time I had really stood up in a live stream. And I remember saying to my audience, I was like, hey, listen, here's what it is. I'm a working mom. I'm building my own business. My son wouldn't lay down. He's on my back. If you see hands, feet, a head, or hear crying, that's what's up. And I just like laid it out right in the beginning. And I delivered the entire live stream. He ended up falling asleep because I was like swaying back and forth. And I kid you not, it was the first time that I had received such tremendous response from a live stream where I got comment after comment after comment. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for giving us permission. I was actually selling a program on the back end of this challenge and had multiple people, it was a branding program, my first ever, had multiple people tell me that they ended up joining because of that live stream. Could you imagine if I hadn't showed up because I was worried about the fears of what people would think of me? When you make an intentional choice to face those fears, to to put them in perspective, honestly, to you know, lead with the emotion of how amazing it would feel to do this thing as your most authentic self, you can potentially change the entire course of your business. And that's just one example. So those are the first two things. The first two questions I want you to kind of sit with, ponder, journal, meditate on, dance around. I don't care. Whatever floats your boat. Just think about them. Now let's talk about some of the key, you know, elements that I have found have really helped my clients in identifying their voice. So we're feeling confident and like, yeah, we're going to do the damn thing. Now, how do we do it? So number one, and as with all things in branding, you have to know your audience. This is huge. And I don't think people realize what role this plays in your authenticity. But Let's say you are coming from corporate America. I've worked with so many clients who come from a very heavy corporate background, high-level corporations where they have been their whole life who, who leave the nine-to-five grind for starting their own business. And some of them end up working with corporate individuals. That's amazing. But a lot of them don't. And when they come in and they start writing copy and they start thinking about showing up, they get really obsessed with this whole corporate, like, but this is who I've worked with. This is what my boss would say, yada, yada, yada. And when I asked them, I said, okay, well, who's your audience? And they'll tell me. I was like, and what does your audience do every day? What's your audience wearing? Why, you know, why is your audience interested in the topic that you're sharing? And I'll ask them questions, questions, and I'll say, do you think your audience actually cares about what you told me previously? And they're like, no. If you know your audience, it can take a lot of the pressure off around how you should be showing up. It's not that we're molding ourselves to fit our audience's expectations, but if you're coming in with like this, these high expectations of how you should be performing, sometimes it can put it into perspective for you that like, wait, actually my audience cares about transparency. Wait, actually my audience cares more about connection wait, my audience is a bunch of moms who are also juggling X, Y, and Z, so me showing up will be a great way to show both of those, right? So that's one thing that I have found has been tremendously helpful for my clients, especially my clients who are coming from more professional backgrounds. The second tool that I love to teach is is one that we have to tread a little lightly around. 
Now, I'm going to share this with you, and I'm not recommending that you go hunt down all your favorite brands and stalk their websites and their copy and so on and so forth. There's no room for that. That is the opposite of authentic. What I want you to focus on are the brands that you gravitate towards, the brands that you feel connected to, and why. So you don't even have to look at these brands. You just have to think about that brand, think about your interactions with them, think about content that you've consumed from them, and write down why you feel good when you see their stuff. Like, how does it make you feel and why do you think it makes you feel that way? And then on the flip side of that, I want you to think about brands that you don't like seeing and don't like interacting with. And when you hear that name, you're like, ugh, and why? This is really going to tell you how you want to show up in the world. We're typically drawn to things that feel most authentic to us. So if you can identify some of these pieces that draw you into other brands, you can replicate those feelings, but in your authentic way with your own brand. The next tip that I have is one of the most simple yet uh, most difficult (laughs) strategies in the book, but it is going to help you so much with not just your copywriting in general, but also your storytelling. And that is to use everyday language. So start to identify some of the things that you love to talk about or some of the quirks that you have. You know, one of the exercises that I have in you branded is to list out some of the most popular words that you typically say a lot and then carry that over into your messaging or ask some of your friends and family, people who know you on a very intimate level, you know, what are like three quirks that... Uh, you find that I always bring to a conversation or what's something that I, you find that I always say and you're just like, ah, oh, geez. You know, we can we can kind of survey the people closest to us to pinpoint, pin out things that we don't see in ourselves because the everyday language, ultimately speaking, in your true voice is really what this is about. So why not identify that before you ever start creating content or showing up? The next one piggybacks off of that, and it's all about being conversational. So when you're, and this again is a great way to improve your copy and your storytelling. When you are thinking about creating content, showing up on a video, any, you know, creating a podcast like this, like you're not here, but in my mind, you're here. And we're having a conversation. I'm speaking to you as if we were sitting on the couch drinking kombucha together, (laughs) talking about your voice and personal branding. Be conversational. This is what people resonate with. Think about one of the greatest tools that I, I don't remember if I learned it from somebody or if I read it online. There's so much information I consumed that first year. But they said, pretend like you're writing to a friend. So going back to tip number one, identifying your ideal customer, getting to know who they are, And then put up, like, make that a person, give them a name, and then pretend like you're writing to them. So if you're writing an Instagram post and you were writing a letter to them, how would you write it? It would be descriptive. It would be conversational. It'd be funny. It'd have emotion in it. It wouldn't be like, hey, I have this free thing and I want you to get your hands on it. It will be great. Here's what you'll get. You sound like a damn robot, right? But if you're conversational and you're like, hey, are you really struggling with this right now and it's driving you up a damn wall and you can't stop thinking about it? How would it freaking feel if you didn't have to worry about that anymore and instead you could focus on X, Y, and Z? 
I want to share this with you because I'm so excited about it and it's my blah, 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 blah. Big difference. One feels like a friend. One feels like a robot. You tell me which one you gravitate towards. Next. Okay. (laughs) I love getting really clear and specific and almost having kind of like a framework for things. And so one of the things I love after you've kind of gotten to this point is to put some keywords to your voice. So for instance, one of the things that I teach inside of You Branded is all about emotional branding and identifying the emotions that you want your audience to feel. You can use similar words when you're trying to describe your voice. So if you were to say, my voice, my brand voice is playful, um, compassionate, and constantly excited, right? Like you use exclamation points a lot and it's playful. You love to use GIFs and, and uh, you know, it's, I forgot the first one I said because I just was making these up as I go. You get what I'm saying. You're ultimately giving your brand voice an identity, And so there will be crossover. If you've done the emotional branding work, there will definitely be crossover. And so this is incredibly helpful for so many reasons. One, it helps you just like bring it back to like, oh, does this sound like my voice? Does this hit the three characteristics that I established in the beginning when I was thinking about my brand voice? But then also as you move into sharing your brand with others, hiring people to come on your team to share your brand, create graphic designs or promotional um, pieces, you can share this with them. So I was just bringing on a new graphic designer, which I'm so excited about over here at Team Brand Mary. And we, you know, we're playing, we're trying to figure out like what design we like. It's the fun, playful stage, which I love auditing graphic design. So (laughs) it's more fun for me, I think, than an actual designer because they have to put up with me. But I was able to say, okay, less bright, more moody, less playful, more grounded. I was able to share those words and then they were able to go, got it. So it can really help you in so many different ways. So after you've done this work, this can be a really great exercise to just write out three descriptive words for your brand voice, giving it kind of an identity. Put those on a post-it and always check in with yourself to make sure that you're following your own criteria, the criteria you've determined. One of the last things I'll share with you is that identifying your values and your mission play a really big role in your voice and how you show up online. So if you haven't, created your brand values or your brand mission, make sure you go back and listen to some previous episodes that we did on the podcast. Episode one was all about creating a mission-driven brand and episode three was all about identifying your brand values. Both of those podcasts are listen are available wherever you're listening right now. And if you happen to be on the Brand Mary blog, you can go ahead and find the whole entire transcript breakdown and podcast episode there as well. So doing that work can help you tremendously in solidifying your brand voice and really understanding how you want to show up in the world. Now, the last, very last thing that I will leave you with as we close up talking about your brand voice is the art of brand containers. So one of the ways that I recommend my clients get started in kind of, you know, choosing how they're going to show up online, even organizing their content and playing with talking about different things, playing with their voice, as I mentioned in the beginning, the playing and the doing is all part of the solidifying process, right? Like 
as you show up and you get visible, you will figure out your voice way faster than if you're not actually creating content and putting anything out there. And so brand containers, uh, I typically recommend five. You can do anywhere from five to seven. There's seven days in the week. So hey, hey, five to seven containers that you can ultimately create content around. So for instance, my brand containers are branding, marketing, and these have changed in case you (laughs) are like, those aren't your brand containers. You've seen some of my work before. They've changed. Branding, marketing, travel, always has been one of my favorites. Productivity and systems, that is a big one. Nature, so think about like my plants and I even put like kind of holistic health and things in there that I love to share just about, you know, how I care for my body and and things like that. And then being a mama, right? Mompreneur specifically. And so those are all elements of my voice. Those are all things that I really love to talk about and things that I know connect with my audience. Like I know my audience is here for branding and marketing. I also know that my audience loves productivity and systems. Most of y'all want to travel, (laughs) Some of you are moms or maybe thinking about being moms. It's not that your audience has to connect with each and every piece of it, but it's like, who am I? What are the things I love to talk about? And how can I create that brand experience for my audience? Because your connection pieces have to be about more than just what you sell. You can't constantly be pitching your services and your products. Your audience is going to be like, ugh, tired, tired, unfollow, unsubscribe, guys, Spice it up. And this is where the connection piece comes into play. So as you're thinking about these different things, as you're thinking about how you want your audience to feel, your everyday language, um, you know, the three words to describe your voice, you're pulling in your values and your mission, don't neglect also thinking about some of the things you genuinely love to talk about and how those can ultimately support your clients. It's one of my favorite exercises that I teach for specifically early on entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who don't have a consistent content strategy as of yet as a great way to get started in refining their voice and and really finding like what their audience resonates with. All right, there you have it. I hope that this is incredibly helpful for you. As always, please let me know over on Instagram and uh, feel free to share this on Instagram as well. You can tag at Michelle Knight Co and uh, write a review. I was like thinking of all the things that I wanted to tell you. Write a review. If you haven't written a review, I'm genuinely asking you as a friend sitting on the couch drinking hard kombucha to take a few seconds and write a review. It means so much in helping people find the podcast. Reviews play a really big role. And um, sometimes I think people are like, do I want to listen to this? And then they read a review and they're like, oh, yeah, well, this seems really valuable. So it's incredibly helpful in getting more people to actually listen to the podcast. And well, let's just be honest, I really like reading them. Because <laughs> as I've mentioned, I wish you were right here with me recording this, but you're not. So I'm basically just talking to a microphone and a wall. And that is podcasting in a nutshell. So I really, really appreciate when you take the time to write a review. And if you want to send me a screenshot, I'll buy you coffee as a special thank you. All right. I think that concludes this episode. Next week, I am going to be sharing a special live stream all around getting started with marketing before it's ready, quote unquote. You'll notice there's a lot of episodes lately about getting started, right? Getting visible, understanding your voice and who you are. We're going to talk a little bit about marketing next week. And there's a reason for that. We've got our program, Roadmap to Freedom, launching in October. One of the first things you can do um, to kind of prep for that 
program. It launches once a year. So you can go to brandmary.com slash freedom, learn a little bit more about that and join the wait list. But also download the ebook. If you haven't already downloaded the 15 lessons to propel your business forward, aka the shit I wish someone would have told me, head to brandmary.com slash lessons to download that. Okay, enough with the links, all that stuff. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening today. I wanted to take a minute to remind you to grab that free ebook that I put together for you where I am sharing the 15 lessons to propel your online business. It's really the ultimate guide of shit I wish someone would have told me. I talk about a lot of the elements that I see holding entrepreneurs back from reaching the income level and the impact that they desire. And as you can probably imagine, I made the exact same mistakes. So whether you're just thinking of starting your business or you're three or four years into it, I recommend that you head to brandmary.com slash lessons to download your free ebook. Because even if you get one little golden nugget from this ebook, I know it is going to support you in achieving your goals in 2021. Head to brandmary.com slash lessons to download your free ebook today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Brand Mary podcast today. You know I'm all about action, so I wanted to give you some quick action steps to get you rocking and rolling in the days ahead. Number one, make sure you sign up for the Build a Better Brand method. This is a completely free on-demand training teaching you how to completely elevate your brand and business. You can learn more at betterbrandmethod.com. And we love reviews over here on the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? If you can take a second to leave a review of the Brand Mary podcast over on iTunes, it would mean so much. And to reward you for your time and energy in doing so, I'd love to buy you your coffee, tea, or freaking muffin completely on me. Just after you leave a review, take a screenshot, head on over to Instagram, and find me, Michelle Knight Co. Send me your DM, and I will send you a gift card for Starbucks. It's like a win-win. Not only are you writing an amazing review, which allows us to get the podcast out to more people, you're getting a free beverage and we're connected on Instagram. And as always, if this episode spoke to you, please consider sharing it with just one person. It means a lot. All right. Thanks so much. And I'll see you in next week's episode.